fun fact about me is I am a homeowner. I have owned my home for a few years now, and it was actually the best financial decision I have made so far in my single season. Often, as unmarried people, I've realized we feel like we can't buy a house on our own, but it's actually a great way to invest in your future and build wealth. Check out the show notes of today's episode to learn how you can receive savings on closing costs and speak to a home loan expert who can help you assess your personal situation and see if home ownership is the right option for you. This is Single Status. Lovely people, welcome back to the Single Status Podcast. This is your host, Samantha Vinu. And before we jump into the show today, I want to make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, share with a friend that you know this podcast would be encouraging to. This is how we grow. This is how we reach more people. So I would really appreciate it if you did those things. And I also would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on on the show so far. And if you want to hear any specific topics in the future. And also just a reminder to follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Samantha Venue. And that is in the show notes. I just want to make sure you can keep up with everything that's going on and our community of singles there to keep in touch. And we are going to jump into the episode. I have a really awesome guest today that I'm really excited about, Carlos Flores. Flores? I totally messed that up. So Carlos, (laughs) (laughs) Carlos is actually the producer of the Single Status Podcast. Him and his amazing wife, Carolina Flores, are the owners of the production studio. And they have three amazing kids and they're just like a powerhouse couple. (laughs) So I'm so excited to interview Carlos today on the male perspective and his journey of singleness and just hearing your story so thank you for being on the show no it's funny you asked me to be on the show as the producer i'm normally behind this behind the camera but no happy to be here and happy to share whatever wisdom or knowledge i can and before we even hear your story Mm -hmm. i think we need to know how you get this volume in your hair well (laughs) there's this thing that's called a blow dryer (laughs) and you blow dry your hair listen up (laughs) and you uh you put some uh, pomade and some hairspray and boom Wow, it's a very nice volume, very nice volume, very shiny. So, men, if you need (laughs) tips, go to Carlos' Instagram (laughs) and ask him. Okay, so Carlos, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, like you said, I'm married. I have three kids. I do own a studio in the heart of downtown Orlando, Florida, and it's called Hi Hello Labs, and we we are very proud of it, very excited for it, and, you know, we're excited that you are one of the clients of Hi Hello Labs, but also that we were able to help you launch um, yes. single status. Yes, and you, you've you both been so amazing. So I'm just so excited to be no, here. We're so proud of you. I mean, you, you've you done great. And, and I know that this is only the beginning oh, thank of you. many other um many other things that you've adventures that you're going to handle. So yes, I'm so excited. Thank yeah, you. Sure. I'm so excited for all the 
the community that will form mm. out of this too for single people because I think that's so important. And uh, if and you and I could was surprised you asked me to be on the podcast because I'm not single. So I'm well, <laughs> I think I think it's really important to hear from married people. Yeah, because I don't want to be the podcast that is like singleness forever and some mm -hmm. people are called to singleness yeah. and that's beautiful and that's awesome and that's mm -hmm. in the bible um but i know a lot of us desire marriage yeah and i think it's important and wise for us to learn from married people because we want to know your perspective yeah. and we want to know the difference between being single and being married and and the reality of being married yeah. because i think we also create this fairy tale of mm -hmm. marriage so i think that's really important mm -hmm. um to understand <laughs> that yeah marriage is real life marriage yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say this uh fantasy would you say fantasy we we create a fantasy, a fantasy or a fairy tale of marriage fairy tale of mar um well you know the bible says that you know basically like the spice girl song to become one yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but sometimes I think as single people, we, we, we struggle to create this fantasy in our minds of like, this is the way marriage is going to be for me, or this is the, the partner that I'm going to have. And we just don't realize like, hey, we want one th something, but God wants something else. Mm. And if we allow God to come through, what he wants is much better than what we want. Yeah, yeah. And that happened in my case. Yeah, so tell us about your story. I want to hear about your time as even like as your upbringing and as a single guy. And well, um, my my story's a little boring, but <laughs> <laughs> I was um, uh, raised Catholic. Then my 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 parents uh, be, um, became Christian. Therefore, I became a Christian. That's so why I was brought up in the church. Uh, but the the great great and bad thing about being brought up at a church and i'm not trying to say there's it's bad to be brought up at a church because mm -hmm. i take my kids to church but uh we grew up at this church that was very legalistic mm. like a lot of rules a lot of do's and don'ts that you know we had to live our lives uh by um but because of that it really permitted and allowed me to have a relationship with god personally myself mm, to yeah. focus on my relationship with him and to live out a life that could honor and please him but because of the rules i was um kind of there was a lot of things that i was going through as a young man that we needed that were just kind of pushed aside like mm. locked up in a closet pushed down somewhere where i wasn't allowed to like feel urges yeah you know and and you know we're talking about sexual urges mm -hmm. and there was things in me that as every young man goes through and every uh, uh man can attest to this but there are sexual urges and sexual desires that start ar arising right. in, in one's body that we we don't know how to control we don't know how to explain and we don't know how to act on them and when you're brought up in this church like i did uh for example there was things that were terrible and you couldn't do like masturbation was one of them yeah and, and it was um it was one of those things where you're like you know i mean i did it uh -huh. <laughs> i think every man that uh, yeah. in, you know, on the, on planet Earth has done it, right? And if those who tell you they don't, they're lying. Um, but I felt so guilty. There was so much shame mm. when that would happen. Yep. You know, there was this sense of like, how dare I? 
You know, I, right. I on, dishonored God. But then later on, you start thinking and you're like, well, God, why did you give us these urges and these desires? And, you know, especially at that young age. Right. You know, how do we control that? Like, how do we? And it's like I decided to stop thinking that this was a bad thing. Yeah. And stop condemning what the Lord has given us. Because, again, it was an act that we would that young men and women do. And it's like it happens. It's natural. It's a yeah. natural urge. Yeah. So why make it or condemn it to a point where it's like some people like go through depression over it or think that they're sinning over and over again. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So how tell us about how how you balance that. So then because how do you not go down this dark rabbit hole um, or have well, you before? I, I did. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about so that. So going through my youth and my time, you know, with dealing with my I wanted to say hormones, but it's more testosterone. Yeah. Men. Yeah. And sexual urges. The fact that you're a man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you kind of just. A human, I should say. Because it's not just men. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of almost live this double life mm. of like, oh, oh, I don't masturbate. Oh, I, I'm clear. I don't watch porn or I don't watch anything, which I didn't watch porn. Not necessarily maybe because I didn't want to. Probably because I had no access to the internet or to magazines yeah. or anything like that. So I never watched porn growing up. I never watched porn um, in my young adult life. And I mean, the closest thing I got to porn was watching Victoria's Secret commercials on TV. <laughs> um, and even then, my mom would be like, close your eyes. You know, when there yeah. was a movie and there was a kissing scene, we had to yeah. look away. We, there was things I still like remember that. the first time I saw boobs was watching the Titanic. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> well, like, you know, real woman's boobs. Same thing. <laughs> we, I remember watching the Titanic at a friend's, my 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 parents' friend's house with everyone. My yeah. mom, everyone was watching it. And suddenly there's a boob scene. And <laughs> mom was like, close your eyes, turn yeah. the TV no, I was at my grandma's house and she's, <laughs> she jumped out of her or out of the chair and was like, oh my gosh, stop it. But anyway, uh, go but ahead. But even that, it was like, there was so much condemnation. And yeah. like, with like, oh my gosh, I saw boobs for like two seconds and I closed my eyes. But did I want to keep watching? Yes, but I didn't. So I, um, I, I, I struggled a lot. There was a okay. lot. I felt this like heaviness. And every time like say I would I would act on my physical urges, like I felt like I had betrayed God. Mm -hmm. And it was like this like, God, I'm sorry. Like I would literally cry because it was mm -hmm. so heavy. And now I think I think back and I'm like, why was this happening to me? You know? And all I can say was this like the religious spirit that was in this church that like literally made me feel like that was wrong mm -hmm. and to have uh, this sexual, have this sexual temptation, urge, temptation or urge yeah um and 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 kept growing because like there was a time obviously where i wanted to date you know i mm -hmm. liked girls you know and and i even secretly asked a girl to be my girlfriend and she rejected me so and then she wanted to be my girlfriend and i rejected her but but i, I knew that i couldn't it wasn't allowed oh we couldn't we couldn't have a relationship. So it was almost like the church was telling you, you cannot do this, but not giving you a guidebook on how to deal with these they urges, these natural us. urges and Ex human wants. Exactly. It was almost like, and, I, and I've seen movie 
uh, movie and movie and movie about how like all these sexual urges were like shunned by the church and like yeah. if you feel this way there's an evil spirit upon you or there's mm. something upon you and it's like no it's called being uh, human biology right <laughs> so so i felt this way for so many years and um did, couldn't date so i didn't date and i left for college and what happens when you leave and you leave the bubble of where you're in it's like freedom, you know. I was like, yes, yeah, you're you know, out. No, like, parents, no parents, no, no, no rules, no church. Yeah. But what happened? Um, because I was brought up in this whole legalistic way, it built in me these um, um, ways of being, mm -hmm. and I had, to, and I was very much a um, a, a goal oriented person. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to date. I'm going to get my college degree. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get like, I'm going to date. And we were always brought up, which I, I totally endorse. You are dating to marry. Yeah. You are not dating mm -hmm. just for the heck of it. Right. Just to, you know, screw people left and right. And see, that is the, it's funny, the extremes, mm -hmm. because you grew up in the church and I listened to a lot of podcasts of people, how they grew up in the church and this purity culture really impacted them where they dealt with so much shame and, condemnation and then i grew up um on the complete opposite side of the spectrum where yeah. which is cool because i got to come into a relationship with christ like free of the religious spirit right. and like the condemnation and the rules and stuff and over time i realized god's love is is guiding me to mm. be better and do better and follow his ways out of love um rather than out of like rules and regulations but um, on the flip side of not growing up in in the church culture, it's like the extreme opposite where you just date, do whatever, like sex isn't a big issue, like sex right away or even not sex, just mm -hmm. like sexual uh, interaction mm -hmm. with someone that's not actually intercourse. That is so uh, quick to happen in a mm -hmm. relationship or in just a dating, like, or a one-night stand or whatever. So it's funny how, it's not funny, but there's complete <laughs> opposites yeah. and both are harmful. And then uh, both have like some good and some mm -hmm. harm. I think with anything, you know, extremes are bad. Yes. Any extreme. Anything. Needs and you to be see balanced. it with like nowadays, it's like there's all these ways of exercising, CrossFit and Bigger Man and all this stuff. And it's like extremes tend to hurt yes your body because Extreme. there's a lot of hurt that comes exactly. with no uh guidelines mm -hmm. like when you're leader of your own life there's a lot of hurt that comes with that and a lot of mis uh a lot of mistakes that lead to really bad heartbreak yeah. and when you are being sexual with someone right away you're now like you have these like soul ties with this person. I know Michael Todd, he talks a lot about soul ties. It's not like actually in the Bible, but like you're becoming one with someone that you're not married to. So mm -hmm. you're. And that is true. Yeah. I totally believe that, especially when 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 someone is intimate with someone else, that there is a soul tie with mm -hmm. that person. Yeah. And because it's hard. To sex break. was meant for intimacy of a married couple. Mm -hmm. It's sacred. Yeah, it's not something that you can just like experiment with and just have it all over right. the place because it creates that tie with this person, with your soul. And I'm sorry, but, uh -huh. and, you know, maybe this is for I'm, but I'm talking as a married man. When I have sex with my wife, 
I feel a connection, not mm -hmm. only physically, but also mm -hmm. spiritually. Yeah. Like, and it's been times where it's like, I'm like, wow, like, I feel like, you know, it went to another level. Yeah. <laughs> and almost like a spiritual level. Wow. And we are spiritual beings. Yeah. But the thing is, sex was a gift from God to us, mm -hmm. married beings, to enjoy our yeah. urges, which he gave us from the, our youth. And but sometimes what happens is the enemy distorts it to where it's like, oh, you can have sex with anybody. Right. How do you know what you like if you don't try it out? Yeah. I was told this by co my cousins over and over again. Why do you not? Why are you not sleeping around? Why are you not this? Why are you not that? And I was like, because I want to give myself purely to my wife whenever that time mm. is. Now, was I uh, free of sin? No. Did I do things? I did. Did I experiment? I did experiment. Mm -hmm. But I'm human. Like things like that happen. And now I can tell you like, no, I, I don't, con you know, uh, I'm not going to crucify myself over what I did because right. one, uh, ex it's experiences like it's made me who I am now. But two, I know that I find forgiveness in God. Yeah. So it, it tends to happen. But the church nowadays is like there's so much condemnation that there's people that actually take their lives over it. Oh wow! So it's not it's it's not something just to like take for granted. Like things like this happen. Yeah. So yeah, from my own experience with not waiting until marriage, I have noticed, and I know other people probably feel the same way. Where when you're in a sexual relationship with someone and you don't have the covering of God or a commitment from a man, it can eat away at you even if he's a good guy you know mm -hmm. um over time it just eats away at you not having that that protection and that commitment mm -hmm. from yeah. from someone yeah you know um when you when you hear these girls or guys when they break up and they're so devastated and like hurt and they yes cry, why is that think about it there's been a bigger tie than just yeah. verbal right means that there's there's been physical contact in that relationship that has tied their souls together that when they rip each other apart it's so painful yes and i've dealt with that whole, if you didn't have that soul tie mm -hmm. breakups would be much so easier. much easier um right. before and i know we're going to get to this but um before my wife i dated my best friend mm -hmm. thinking oh best friends marry each other all the time you know <laughs> and it's not the case huh. and you when i broke more than friends yeah. and when i broke it up with her it was so freeing to me hmm. because there was no soul tie between me and her yeah and i was like i was actually re rejoicing that i was single wow. so tell us because <laughs> someone like me um that maybe didn't wait has made a lot of mistakes with men um when it comes to uh starting out yeah. properly mm -hmm. and setting the proper boundaries right. or someone that has yeah. waited mm -hmm. um and has done things the right way like you um but although we all make mistakes yeah. we all yeah. you know so what advice do you have for someone that is looking to change and set better boundaries and uh how do you do yeah. that in dating you know one thing Nobody is perfect. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you waited or didn't wait. Like, you make mistakes. 
you and I made make mistakes. You made different mistakes than I did, but I also made mistakes. Yeah. So I'm nobody to judge you and tell you, well, you're different. Right. Or you're less than me. No, we are the same. Right. So know that. Yes. One. Know that there is no condemnation. No shame. No, no condemnation. Shame. Even if you made mistakes, there's always another day. Right. Start afresh. Right. That's one. Two, what I would say is know where you want to end up. I knew that I wanted to be married mm -hmm. by, and actually, because again, going back, I'm a goal-oriented person. By 27, I was like, I need to be married. So know where you want to end right? and build to that. Yeah. On the way to building it, you will astray, you will make mistakes, you will learn, you will fall, you will stand. I mean, just know that there is an ending, a final goal in life. I know you want to be married one day. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you work to that? Three. Uh, so after you set that, like know where you want to be. Three is like start prepping for that. You know, start meeting people. Mm -hmm. Meeting people, having conversations with people is the way to like understanding who's out there. Yeah. Because you can't wait for your Prince Charming if you're tucked in your room. Right. So right. how are you going to meet this person? Mm -hmm. Get out there. Right. You know, befriend people, have community, go to church if you want to meet them at church, go uh, to restaurants, go to the movie theater, go hang with people, go, go to parties. Mm -hmm. Like there's people that meet at clubs, mm -hmm. you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go to a clubs and like, you know, go raving and whatnot, but but get out there. Yeah. So but know what you want when you right. get out there and don't just go with the first person you meet. There's so many people out there that, you know, have so many great qualities, but there's one person that God has for you. Mm. So how is that person going to come about? Yeah. Let me give you my, my experience. Yes. If I may. Yes, please. I, I said, okay, during, during college, I was, I was kissing everybody that I knew. Serial <laughs> <laughs> kisser on our hands. <laughs> I was. I, I left the bubble I grew up in. And I was like, I We're need to out make here. girls. We're make out. Oh my god! So thankfully, I had so, I had a really nice car, and um, oh yeah, and a guy with a like nice car, a that, magnet. that yep. And 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 girls mm. generally, I'm a funny guy, so think, <laughs> you know, and I'm really you got handsome, the hair, of course. So even though I was very skinny, very puny back in those in those years, and that's that's a little bit of insecurity that we can talk about, but um. But I knew that, like, I had the, the attention of these girls and, they, mm -hmm. and I was a good listener and they wanted to talk to me. And before you know it, we're kissing in my car. Mm -hmm. And I was loving it. Nobody knew about it because I knew, oh, this is not Wrong. good. Yeah. And I felt bad every time because I was like, this girl is someone else's wife. Hmm. And don't think it was just a kiss. It was like full on kissing. Yeah. So... But I enjoyed it and I lived it and I was fine with it. Mm -hmm. But I never told anybody. Wow. My, I never told my best friends, my accountability partners. Wow. Because I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing it, but I was enjoying it. Hmm. And when I went to, when that's when I realized I was like, hey, listen, I have these urges. I need to let them out. Yeah. And I lived it and it was fine. Um, so fast forward to me being a goal-oriented person and knowing okay i have to start dating because i want to marry soon 
I had this girl. She was best. We were best friends. We told each other everything. We visited each other all the time. Um, and we met in college. And she was one of the only girls that I never, ever crossed that line. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and people thought we were dating in college, but we weren't. We were just very close. She liked other guys. I liked other girls. We would share each other's likings and whatnot, but we never crossed that line. So when we separate, we move apart. Um, then I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm ready to date officially to marry. Again, going back, we date to marry, right? She, um, I asked her, I'm like, what do you think? Oh, and I was never attracted to her. She was cute, but I was never attracted to her. And then I said, what do you think? You want to start this? And she was very cautious of it. She's like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? And I didn't realize, but she was, she was in love with me forever. Mm. And I had no idea. So we start dating and she's older than me, mm -hmm. uh, which again, I don't endorse men dating older women, but for some men it happens like my best friend. His wife is older than him, and they yeah. live a happily marriage. So yeah, I, think I it don't. Depends on the people. Depends on everybody. Yeah. I don't like it, and I don't suggest it. But if if it floats your boat, do it. It probably uh, depends on your age too. When you're younger, it's yeah. different. Uh, yeah. Anyway, maturity levels. Maturity levels. That's, that's all the word. it is. Yeah. So um, yeah, because my best friend's wife is actually feels like she's 15 years younger than he, <laughs> and he's an right. Old soul, so. It really. So that that is probably true. Mm -hmm. So I'm dating this girl, and I think I don't endorse it because of my experience. Yeah. I'm dating my right. best friend. This She's older girl. than me. And I start realizing, like, the, the amount of control, the amount mm. of motherly spirit. And by the way, girls, don't mother your boyfriends. Mm. Like, yeah. please. Right. Your boyfriends want to feel, or which are, are going to be your like potential husbands, like a man. Like right. They're your protectors, your providers, all yeah. that. Yeah. So she starts mothering me and like, like very like controlling. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not liking this mm -hmm. because I love my freedom. I love to be free and I'm a free spirit and I love to have fun and I love to talk to girls and I love to talk to people. And and it was just like it just it was a switch. And I was like, man, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not liking this. Yeah. And then the physical started happening and we got very physical very quickly. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't because I I wanted to. Well. I wanted to, but it it was just it was just weird. She it was like she wanted it more, and there was mm -hmm. just other things and insecurity issues that were arising from her side that I was like, okay, I, I don't put that on me. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? After just six months of dating, I was like, there was a lot of and excuse me uh, excuse me for using this but she was like kind of psychotic like yeah there's a lot of yeah. things going on she was contacting my mom like she yeah. wasn't a, she didn't like any of my friends she didn't want me to hang out with my friends well she love that's me. what love does sometimes you uh, get people get a little crazy i'm like uh, yeah okay yeah. no like she was really controlling every aspect of who i was like obsessing over obsessing. you obsessing like i couldn't eat certain things i couldn't like if i did she'd get pissed like i'm like no 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 Mm -hmm. when i broke it off it was the best thing that ever happened to me like wow. i tell and that's told how you know earlier, if they're not right i felt so free yeah. i felt like this weight fall off my shoulders right and that's when i knew i was like you know what this is god like thank you yeah and after that experience i was like you know what girls are psycho i don't want i don't want to date for 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 some time i'm done yeah 
I had a makeover done. I was like, <laughs> this is my makeover. new me. Um, and I really was not wanting to date anybody, which almost eliminated the chances of me dating my now wife. Mm-hmm. But what happens is I meet my wife, a great girl. Yes, she is amazing. Uh, and she was, I mean, oh, well, anyway, I was hooked right on, but I was very scared. Yeah. I was like, okay, oh, this is scaring me because uh, it's giving me PTSD. Oh, like, you were nervous. I, I was nervous cycles that, and... yeah, I was nervous that it was going to be the same thing. And right. she was just showing me her, her nice colors right now, but she was going to be psychotic later. Yeah. So I didn't want to start anything, but but I I took it slow, which is mm-hmm. the best thing you can do. Yeah. If you're going to meet someone, just take it slow. And I think this, so let's stop here for a second because mm-hmm. a lot of women do struggle with kind of, well, and men sometimes mm-hmm. in some cases, because I have had someone do that to me too, <laughs> like kind of obsess over me. It was the opposite thing. Um, but... I think the the thing is when we don't have a relationship with the Lord yeah. and have the Lord first, it is so easy to make the person we're dating or the person we have a crush on or the person we're in a relationship with our God. Yeah. And it causes us to do crazy things yeah. like stalk them and stalk their Instagram and where are you? What are you doing? And not want them to be out with their friends or not trusting anything they're doing. Mm. So I think that's a, the biggest thing is we need that relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Um, but also, as you're talking about taking things slow, I think for the men listening, uh, it's important, I think, for the man to kind of lead the dating relationship mm-hmm. and set the pace. Yeah. So how did you do that with Carolina? Um, we I first I knew that I wanted to just get to know her. We just started being friends, but I loved being around her. So mm-hmm. it was like, hey, do you want me for coffee? Hey, do you want me for this? Hey, do you want me for that? And I never went to her house alone. Okay. I protected that also yeah. out of respect for her family and her parents. So I was like, I, I want to honor things mm. from every aspect of that I can think of. Yeah. Or that I would want my baby girl to be honored. Okay. So I um I really respected that. So I got to know her and I, like you said, I did set the pace because I wanted to talk to her every day. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see her every day. But I also wanted my own things, too. Right. Like, I wanted to go play basketball with my friends. I wanted to go to the gym still. I wanted to go to the movies by myself. I wanted to, you know, go to Starbucks and read a book. I wanted to. And I was working a lot. I was traveling a lot. Yeah. So I wanted still my time. Yeah. And so she was great in respecting that. Yeah. And I think that's important, too, for women to understand. Mm. When a man is pacing the relationship at first and wanting to get to know you as a friend and and I think that is a sign of respect. Yes. And a lot of women look at it as like, why isn't he obsessed with me? Why isn't he into mm-hmm. me? And I think as women, it's important for us to sit back and let let the guy kind of set the pace yeah. because we shouldn't be the ones chasing. Exactly. Like we should not be. And I don't think men like that either. Right. It's I, kind of a it, it turn off annoying. a little bit. Yeah, right. Like, and a little annoying. Yeah, you're coming off too strong. Girl. Yeah. So back, back off. Right. So <laughs> that's what that's mm-hmm. been a huge shift um, the last year where I have been un- realizing that it's it's important in dating to as women to like set back, sit back mm-hmm. and let the man kind of like chase yeah, you exactly. and set the pace and 
ask you on dates and everything. And it's our job to show interest. Mm -hmm. Like, I am interested in Uh, you. I really enjoyed my time with you. I think you're really attractive. Yeah. Make it clear that that we're into you and he will keep pursuing you. Yes, yes. That's exactly what it is because sometimes too much is annoying. Yeah. But too little is, okay, she's not into me. Right, she's not into me. I'm not wasting my time. And men don't want to waste time. And if they do want to waste time, it's just a one-night stand. It's a one night, one time thing. Right. So you'll know that. Right. Exactly. Um, with us, I knew that she was ready before I was. Okay. I knew that. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not gonna sacrifice my sanity and where I am mm-hmm. in the process for the sake of making her happy. Okay. And let me let me kind of dive into that a little bit yeah. because I had just gotten off of a. Excuse me. I just gotten off of a six month weird relationship. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to make I don't want anybody in the first place. I want to be single. Yeah. Too. I don't want to make the same mistakes. Right. So I wanted to take my time. Yeah. And she gave me that patience. So that attracted me to her. Okay. Hmm. That was because if she would have been like, well, where is this going? Well, what right. are we doing? What are you playing with me? What mm-hmm. are you doing with me? It's like, girl, just enjoy the process right you know and she respected that of me and there was there was only one conversation that i remember that we had and i think um and it was a quick thing and she just wanted to like she just wanted to know and i immediately like nipped it in the butt and she said are we are we just friends i just said my intentions are serious but respect my time Mm. and she's like okay wow yeah she took a risk on me because she could have said this guy wants nothing i'm out yeah but she waited and she enjoyed it as well Mm -hmm. we were enjoying our time as friends we were talking about everything from politics to ambitious to ambitions Mm -hmm. to where we wanted to be in life and that attracted me of her. She had a nonprofit during that time against human trafficking. That yeah. was attract. That was like, man, she's ambitious. You know, she's yeah, doing she's all these doing things all these on her things. own. Um. So then, um, one thing happened, which was funny. I went back home for the holidays. I met up with some friends with, or I was going to meet with some friends. Within those friends was one of my exes. Oh. I didn't realize that all these friends were kind of ganging up on. Or not getting up, but like planning or plotting that me and her just go together. Oh. And start something new. I had no intention of starting something new. Yeah. But I will tell you this, and my wife knows this, like if I was in love with someone, it was with her. Mm. Like yeah. I fell for her hard. Yeah. Um, and we ended up going out to to uh, some coffee shop alone. Well, actually not alone. I brought my sister with me just for the for the sake of it. But it was kind of like, I just met up. Like, it was just a talk. My wife thought you went to meet her to see if there was still something going on before you jumped on me. I was like, that was not the case. But yeah, I was oh. like, man, you women. We, we, you, we you, make you, up these you stories. You make up the story. In yeah. Your head. We, that was not a fact. We do. Yeah. I just met her because it just was coincidence. Like. Everyone else bailed. There was a plot going on. I had no idea. And I just, you know, said, I'm so happy for you. Great job. I didn't even tell her that I was meeting somebody. She didn't tell me she was meeting somebody. But she did lay out her intentions that she wanted something. 
And but I, 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 I was like, no. So I come back and I'm still intrigued by Carolina and I'm like, OK, we're going to date. We're going to date just soon, soon. And we'll see when. And uh, and she, I, I think she, she thought it was going to happen sooner than later, but it didn't. It happened much later mm. where I actually asked her to be my girlfriend. Okay. And what I love that she respected my my space. Yeah. She was really good. And that attracted me about her. And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I like this girl. Yeah. And I officially said, okay, I'm going to ask her to be my girlfriend. Um, but it took me a while. Another thing took me a while to tell her that I loved her mm. because PTSD again, my previous yeah, relationship, I said, I love you within like, the first right. few days. And yeah. I was like, I didn't really love her. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, I want to make sure that I do you mean love it. her, that yeah. I mean it because I know love is a strong word. Right. She, I knew she loved me from the moment she saw me and she mm -hmm. says it. I loved you from the moment I saw you. And I was like, Aww. of course, you're a woman. This happened. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Well. But that's my dating relationship. When mm. I told her that I loved her, I wanted it to be special and I wanted it to mean and I wanted it to be real. Yeah. And what I loved is that even in that, she respected my time. She yeah. didn't tell me that she loved me mm -hmm. until after I did. Yeah. And she said, I, I want to tell you, you know, from the beginning, but. I wanted to wait and make sure that you felt the same way. And when you talk to her, she'll have her own side of this story. But, yeah, we'll have her on. But that was mine. Yeah. That was my experience with dating. I, I mm. respected the time. I respected the process. A lot of us in life don't don't embrace the process, don't respect yeah. the process in every way. And the process is, is what makes you. The yeah. process is, is what takes you to that next level. For It's preparing you for what's coming. And sometimes we just want to jump ship and be like, I just want to get there already. Right. Just enjoy the time. Enjoy right. the process. Well, I love that. I love hearing about the the setting the pace and yeah. taking your time to get to know each other as friends. I think that's so important just because I've done kind of the complete opposite and I see how that can uh, be harmful. Yeah. Um, and I think that is just – that's really cool to see. And also – to understand that it's good to keep your independence when yeah. you're in the dating phase mm -hmm. and really you aren't like married yet yeah. you know so even all the way up in the next season we're really going to talk a lot about more into dating and i want to have carlos and carolina on together eventually mm -hmm. and talk about their more serious dating yeah. phase and like prep for marriage and all that because they're really just a power couple yeah uh, well, like a divine you. power couple <laughs> that's doing so many amazing things and we can learn so much from them but i think it's really cool like a key takeaway here is and my friend said this to me before because she is in a, a serious relationship they're not married yeah. but someone said to her make sure while you're still in this phase of dating but not married that you are still having your own identity doing your own thing yeah. like working on your own one-on-one so, -on -one relationship with the lord which i know we need to do in marriage too but mm -hmm. like still keep your independence until yeah. you are married until you do really become one because it's important to keep growing as an individual all the way up until you know totally and if i can add something to yeah. that we are all by nature insecure mm -hmm. because we compare yeah. from a young age to to old um so what i would advise is that take care of a lot of your insecurities before oh that's good advice here's the thing 
if you don't deal with your insecurities prior to relationship, they're only going to intensify. Yes. So you need to heal everything that's in you that you're like, I don't accept myself because I'm too heavy mm. or I don't accept myself because I'm not good looking enough or I don't accept myself because I'm not smart enough. Fix those things. Yeah. Fix. This is where it's like you have to work on you before uh, giving yourself to someone else. Right. Because when that happens, things that things that are insecure in you are intensifying and will cause you problems and most likely the relationship. Wow. If I can share a quick experience, uh, I, I'm five, five foot seven. So mm -hmm. I'm a shorter guy. Growing up, I always dealt with that insecurity. All of my friends were six foot and up or five foot 11 and up. Uh, so they were always taller than me, much taller, much, much built. And I was always this like skinny little guy. And even though my dad is naturally athletically built, I always had that insecurity factor in me where it's like, why am I not like athletically built? Why am I yeah. so skinny? Why am I so tiny? A lot of guys probably deal with that. So it was a big thing that I hadn't dealt with. Um, fast forward to my relationship with Carolina, we were at a concert one time and, you know, I'm standing by her, like protecting her and like whatnot. And we, um, we were with a group of friends and I, and there was these guys, like, you know, they're jocks, like college jocks and, and big, like probably six foot four, six foot five, 225 pounds of pure muscle. Like, yeah, they could have taken me like uh -huh. I, I could have died. But I told uh, my girlfriend who my wife who was my girlfriend at the time. I said, don't worry, baby. I got you. I'll protect <laughs> you. And she said something that like basically brought all these urges of insecurity mm. back up and like hurt me so bad. She's like, oh, babe, please. They could totally take you. Oh, wow. And she said it in a joking way. Right, right, right. But it hurts so bad because it reminded mm. me of my insecurities. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. I can't protect you. Oh. I'm not, I'm not a man. Oh. I'm a boy. Wow. And that was my insecurity for a long time. I'm not a man. I'm a boy. Wow. So I remember that I just kind of felt like a little tiny person in this crowd of so many people. And I just kind of walked away and I left wow. the, the venue and I was outside and waited outside and it just like, I'm a boy. I'm not a man. I'm a boy. Wow. I'm a man. I can't protect her. I can't marry her. I can't marry anybody that helped that pushed me to lift weights and to like get, get athletically better. Uh, because obviously I was five, seven, so I couldn't increase my height, but I could increase my, my muscle mass. Um, and um, and she didn't do it to hurt me or right. spite or anything, but it it, it really triggered, triggered something huge in me. So I had to deal with that. Uh -huh. So what did I do? I started hitting the gym. Hmm. I started listening to podcasts on like masculinity. Okay. And like gaining my spiritual man and like who am I as a man? Who yeah. am I in God as a man? I'm not right. a boy. Right. I am a man. Yes. I am a provider. I am a protector. Yeah. And I dealt with that because I didn't want that to trickle down to my kids. Right. 
and 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 to and affect your affect marriage. My marriage because my wife that was not her insecurity right that was not her issue that was not her fault right this was a me thing right so i had to deal with it before and i and i advise you take care of everything that you might think might have an effect on your relationship if you're insecure because you were cheated on deal with that deal before with that. because your, right. your your new you relationship is not going to be the yeah. same yeah you know it, you're going to be jealous you're going to be psychotic right you know, crazy <laughs> and yeah. and then guess what he's going to break up with you right if in or, or she's going to break up with you mm -hmm. you know controlling someone else is not the is not a recipe for success right you yeah. need to let go embrace who you are and love who you are and know that you are a killer not a killer but you're killing it <laughs> you're and killing you're, it you're, in life you're, you're you dominating are a killer. in life and you are successful and you are handsome yeah. and you are beautiful and you are strong and you are the things you want to be and even if you have to get a life coach even if you have to yes. talk to somebody a, a psychologist a therapist a mentor this this conversation has been so good and i love the wisdom you just spit at us because <laughs> yes that is what i have been so focused on especially this past year i talk a lot about this break from dating and it's because i realized there was repeat patterns yep. that i was doing in relationships and boundaries i wasn't setting for myself and mm. there was things that i wanted to heal that i didn't want to show up in a future relationship yeah. and when you just take that time for yourself and really focus in on what am I insecure about? Where do I need assistance? Like you said, do I need a therapist? Do I need to talk to a friend about this? Like studying what God says about us mm -hmm. and really working on our identity as an individual. It is so important in this season. And yes, it, it ends. It all starts with the decision to make a decision yeah. to stop waiting around, stop waiting for someone to fix you, stop waiting for a relationship to start putting in the work, yeah. stop waiting for something to happen in your life to start living. Or yeah. if you're a man, I know a lot of men struggle with, oh, I need to be like rich. I need to have this much money. I need to do all these things. Like, no, the right now there are things that we could be doing yeah. to better ourselves and and heal from the mm -hmm. past and be the best that we can be. So when that person does come into our life, like we're ready and mm -hmm. we're set and we're we're gonna be a good partner. And of mm -hmm. course, there's always gonna be things we have to work on. But oh, I just loved our conversation today, Dang Carlos. Well, thank and you for having me. I'm so excited to have you and Carolina <laughs> on in the yeah. future and to just <laughs> yeah. talk more about uh, your your dating journey and preparation mm -hmm. for marriage yeah. and all that. I just love the wisdom that that both of you have and thank you so much for being here and yeah. being open with us yeah thank you for having me all right well thank you everyone for being here with us today i hope you enjoyed the conversation with carlos i hope it helped you i hope it inspired you and please leave a review leave some some feedback for us i'd love to hear what you liked about the show what you learned and make sure to su subscribe like follow 
rate, five-star rating. I know you want to give me a five-star rating. And this is really how we grow. This is how we reach more people. Make sure to share with a friend that is single that could really benefit from this. And especially this episode, if there's a man that you know of, a, a single man that you know of that could benefit from this, please share it with them. And also make sure to follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Samantha Venue. And that's where you can keep up with all the updates and everything that's going on with the show. Again, I had so much fun with you guys and I will see you next time. Bye.